0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. I am Michelle Kane. My company is Voice Matters, and I am here as ever with Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you today?
1: Hi, Michelle. I think like everybody else, surviving. Yes, indeed. You know that term, faking it until you make it? I own oh, bacon Yeah. <laughs> Yes. yes I- the saltiness of the season. Oh, it's a lot of salt,
0: and uh, yeah, it's not good for our blood pressure, not at all. And we're not talking about food. And if you're a PR pro, you're nodding your head in agreement because Karen and I were speaking off air. It's not just us because I've been speaking with other fellow colleagues, and it seems like everyone. It's just like all the all the challenging people are coming out of the woodwork at one time, and it's not even uh, entirely related to like actual real work. It's just. Blah. Anyway, we're
1: hoping let's call this the PR full moon or Yes, it's a PR full moon. (laughs) It's the PR full moon where it's just like, oh my goodness. And we know that we're not the only ones that are feeling like all of a sudden all of your all of your piece has been upended and people are just really unhinged.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. So and I say this every time. There's a Mercury retrograde that I don't live by, that, but I'm telling you, June 3rd cannot come (laughs) fast enough. And if you're listening to this in the cast, June 3rd is coming on. And let's hope the air and people's minds are a lot clearer by then. That would be nice. That 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 would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so we started off a little late, but we're not going to keep it late because today we are going to talk about having your act together when it comes to crisis calm. Because have we seen, unfortunately? In recent events, looking at you, uh, Texas, you know, not having your act together in a crisis, not presenting clear information confidently with clarity, oh, and the truth will come to haunt you. So, you know, as PR pros, we're we're on the front lines of that. So, we just want to talk about that a little bit today about, you know, making sure you're ready. And you know, I don't care who you are or who you're working with, you need to have some sort of a crisis plan in place, ideally. You have a plan for different scenarios. You work the plan. You practice the plan. All that good stuff. But at the very least, have have at least a five point plan and a spokesperson ready. But so we're gonna we're gonna riff a little bit about that. Yeah,
1: and I think it's particularly challenging in when you have events like natural disasters Mm -hmm. or you know massed violence because you're not only dealing with crisis, you're dealing with the loss of life and you're a human being. And even, you know, first responders have a tough time in these situations when you're faced with that kind of devastation. So you're having to manage your own emotions, Mm -hmm. as well as make sure that you're covering all the bases. And I think, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me, because this was something that some of our PR pros were discussing is that crisis takes on a whole new level in these situations where your publics also need to be managed and you're sort of managing the response to the publics that are impacted. So you're looking at things like, you know, families of victims may have their own spokespeople. You certainly cannot control families speaking to the media and you know you're just coordinating with so many different agencies so in education we know that you have your your crisis communications plan but then there's also a separate crisis plan that you need to align with for the school the district that's usually directed at a higher level so you know they have to coordinate the resources but you need to understand who all the point people are and as michelle said even when you're just in charge of the crisis communications plan, we can't emphasize enough in times of non-crisis, you need to be practicing these scenarios. You need to meet routinely. You need to check your plans. You need to update information, update spokespeople, make sure that you have accurate phone numbers. Who, what's the phone tree look like or the email tree for getting through to people? What's the backup if Wi-Fi is down in the area and power is out? Because, you know, in a natural disaster, you can't just call people and you might not be able to email them. So, you you know, practice all of those scenarios and also learn from what's going on in other areas. So that's important, too. You know, if something yeah. has happened, what went well, what you know, what were the gaps that you saw? What can you learn from that so that you can evolve and adapt your crisis plan, because we all know as PR pros that a crisis plan is not something that you develop and stick it on a shelf and let it gather dust. It's something that's a living, breathing document that's dynamic.
0: Yeah, agree, agree. And, you know, clearly, a crisis is a crisis. Things aren't going according to your stayed timetable. Things are happening quickly. And one thing to remember, above all else, is it's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay for your spokesperson to say, I don't know. It is better to wait and get it right than to put information out that is incorrect because A, it's just wrong, not a good practice. And and B, then you'll find yourself correcting information, which just creates more confusion. Yeah. And what crisis have you been involved with that hasn't been confusing as its own, you know, it's very nature, right? So you want to yes. cut through any of that clutter. It's okay to say, I don't know. And get the right information when you are able to do so. You know, I get it. People with deadlines aren't gonna like that so much, but they can just report that you don't know and that you're being careful and cautious, which in and of itself is a good message to send.
1: Yes, and this is where holding statements are your best friend. Your crisis plan should have holding statements for every scenario because a holding statement is giving some information as you know it and as the situation is unfolding. So it allows you to speak to the media and satisfy that urgent need of they need to hear something from you without giving inaccurate information. So as Michelle said, you don't want to just not give a statement or no comment at this time, but you can say something like, we are aware of the situation right. and our hearts go out to those who have been affected by this crisis. We are you know, cooperating with the authorities and first responders, whatever it may be. And as we have more information, we will definitely share it with the public. I mean, that's saying something. So, have those yeah. holding statements. Make sure that your folks, people, know those holding statements and know how to access them quickly in a crisis. I always see crisis as you know a dance. You know, when it's t- when it's go time and it's time to you know when you practice a dance over and over and over and over again and it becomes muscle memory. When it's time to spring into action, you don't have to think about it. You know it. And so you you are responsible for helping your clients to get to that point with crisis plans where they don't have to think about it. Because, I mean, in situations like the horrible situation in Texas with children and families, imagine scrambling in the midst of that to trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing and who's on first. It's impossible. You can't. You need to have a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And and then we saw that maybe this wasn't a well oiled machine in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, no, no. And and that brings another point to mind as much as you can. So, you know, if we're speaking specifically about a school district, you liaise with local law enforcement on, on many levels. So, you know whether whether it's that type of situation whether it's a municipal situation you want to make sure that you get buy-in from everyone not necessarily that you're controlling what another agency says but that you you know check in with each other and say look if something goes down we're going to need to know who your point person is we need to know what your practices are with this because this is our plan you really need to meet with those fellow stakeholders for any given scenario you know, and this is where we are here we are we're we're this we're the rain clouds coming in the p r people, but we're trying to help you not get wet when something like this happens. So we try and think of all the things
1: I love that analogy, and you know again, in this specific situation and situations like this, the other thing you're dealing with are things that you might not think about in terms of your crisis response, for example. When a tragedy happens and lives are lost like this, people will often come to the site of the tragedy and they will leave memorial items for the victims to show that they care. Those could be photographs. They could be stuffed animals. They could be flowers. All of those things need to be taken care of at some point. You can't leave them at the site forever. So your crisis plan should address how you will handle memorial items. You need to inventory them if there are things that can be given to the families or if you want to gather all of those things in a place and maybe you want to do a memorial for all of the victims. So maybe that's a you know display case that lives at the site of all of the items. But think through that. And obviously, you want to communicate to the family what's happening with the items and get their consent. So again, there's you know more complex layers, and in all of this, as a PR person, you're also dealing with emotions, um, and that can be really difficult. You know, again, you're managing your own, but you're also having, in some ways, have to deal with families who are grieving, and in in the moment of this, and and so you know, make sure that you address all of those things that could happen in that scenario too, so that you're prepared. Yeah, agree. I
0: agree. And, you know, and clearly with something as large as that, they're getting inquiries from all over for all things. So, you know, really getting things in writing as quickly as possible, as succinctly as possible, making sure that all interested parties have access to these updates, you know, whether that's, a newsroom page on your website that you flip a switch on, you know, have those landing pages ready, ready to go. They don't have to be beautiful. They just have to be functional um, because you want to give everyone an easy space to get the latest updates because, you know, you're not going to be at a podium every five minutes. And also, you know, something to keep in mind to have, have your experts on hand. If you have experts that can Lend information to what is happening, you know, whether it's grief counselors or a geologic expert, depending on what your crisis is, yes. um, you know, make, make sure you have your allies lined up in advance just in case you need their expertise to help further clarify whatever is going on.
1: It can also help, you know, when you said geological because, yeah, natural disasters, I was still living in uh, Southern California when we had the big earthquake that collapsed freeways and destroyed entire neighborhoods. And one of the things that was helpful was not only having a place to go for credible information about the infrastructure areas to avoid and what to do, because in that situation, you're like, wait, the the what freeway like completely crashed in and, and you're not sure, but ways to help. And so, you know, in these crises, think about that as well that, you know, helping to get information out quickly about, you know, people often want to dive in and they want to help. If there's, you know, a tornado, if there, you know, is a widespread power outage, people, you know, from neighboring communities that aren't affected want to know how can I help? What can I do? Or even people from, you know, far away with the recent grocery store shootings, people from across the country wanted to know, you know, how to donate. And there were just, so many efforts, which I would say if there's any way that you can streamline that and share information up front with families about maybe coordinating together uh, to make it easier for people to support them, that's always a good idea rather than having you know twenty two individual efforts going on. So yeah, there's just a lot of details to really think through, which is why it's important to watch, you know other crises when they come up learn from them. Yeah. And then we have solo peer pros that are experts in this area. And I don't mean to leave anyone out, but two that readily come to mind, Fran Stevenson. And if you go to her and it's uh, Steps in Communication step, is her, step, her business. Step in PR. Step, yeah. step in Communication. Fran Stevenson. And it's P H um, Put her in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, We'll put it in the show notes. Um, Fran has excellent resources on her site about you know little tips and checklists and templates. And you know if you ever find yourself in need of a crisis counselor, reach out to her because she does. You know this is her job. She's a PR pro. She's accredited. She's very smart. Very good. I've worked with her, and um, you can bring her in to consult on crises. The other person that is always top of mind is Doug Levy, and Doug has a great book about crisis communications that you can find on Amazon. I'm sure you can find it on his website as well, but yeah. his book is really good. And it also delves into crisis. And some of the things that he details are natural disasters. And so again, learn from other professionals who do this. Even if you are someone who does crisis, I also do some crisis work, but here's the thing. I don't do crisis work every day of the week. Some people may be dedicated to that specialty, so they're doing more. They're handling more crises per year than the rest of us who understand it, do it, and incorporate it into our practice. I'm not dealing with crises every every day of the week. That's not my full uh-huh. work. So sometimes it I feels like, like we do, but <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Sometimes being in PR is a whole crisis of another ill yeah. daily. <laughs> Always being real crazies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be afraid to tap into experts and keep your knowledge level fresh. And and if you find yourself in a situation and hopefully you'll be pre-planning before your clients ever get there and practicing. And then if you see something bubbling early on, I would definitely try to nip it in the bud before it goes wide. And so understand how to spot those triggers and have some processes for escalation. But you know, there, there are things that you, we can't plan. We can't plan the timing for, but we can plan ahead for it. You can't know when a church is going to be attacked or a school is going to be attacked or when, I mean, we know when, you know, an earthquake may hit and we may know when a tornado is headed our way. But again, Those are things that are in the moment for the most part, but you can have a plan to deal with it. So better safe than sorry. And I know all PR pros know that. And I know sometimes clients want to blow it off. They don't want to take the time and work to create a crisis communications plan because there's not an immediate crisis. And I always tell people it's far better, protects your reputation and protects your business and also is a lot less costly to you on every front to plan in advance for all the things that could go wrong than to bring me in after it's already happened, because then it's already too late. Yeah, You're not planning, <laughs> you're responding and you're being reactive and things are yeah. going to go wrong.
0: You, yeah. You never want to be operating from a point of reactivity. And, you know, as crises are in the moment, so is social media. And that has been a game changer for managing crises. I mean, it's depending on the size of your organization or the size of the crises. You really almost want to plan to have someone who's focused only on Twitter, only on Facebook. I mean, it can be good, helps you get information out. So I'm, again, I'm not talking about always just being on defense, but being on the offense saying, yes, we're going to have updates to our Twitter feed. We have someone there. So if you, you know, DM us, if you need specific yes. information, we are going to be broadcasting our updates live on our Facebook page. Or, you know, if, if your audience is on Instagram, yes. sure, use that too. Use the channels that you have built to help you get the information out. And also, because pff, we have seen how fast misinformation gets spread around just with this, you know, the shooting in Texas alone, how misinformation yeah. gets spread. So and you really have to be as on top of it as possible, as proactive as possible. So you own the narrative as much as you can control you can't control the event but you can control the information that you give and how you give it
1: yeah you know and that just brought to mind you know we're going to try to share some resources in the show notes but if it's something in your local community don't forget the nextdoor app which we we love to mm-hmm. you know hate on but the nextdoor app is another good way to get out information in a crisis to the local community and I know sometimes we, we forget about that because we think about all of the big social media channels and we forget about those local individual efforts right. that, that it is helpful. I myself have found out about things that are going on in the neighborhood and through the Nextdoor app. That's one of the great uses of it. So don't forget about that as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's the number one question asked in your next door groups.
1: What was that loud noise I heard at 2 a.m.? Everyone's hearing loud bangs. Everyone's hearing loud bangs. Or I thought there might have been maybe possibly an accident. What happened at the corner of? There's always those questions. What was the noise? of? Hey, what was happening at the corner of blah, blah, blah at this time? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah so
0: but no it's it's so true use your hyper local means if it's appropriate because that that's what they are there for really and and that is you know where people will be looking for information from you well we hope in this short time that we've given you a good old pep talk about getting a crisis plan together if you have not done so because it is important you always want to be ahead of the game and you know our job is to champion and you know, have our clients backs. And this is a very important way to do so. So we thank you for joining us. We hope you've gotten something out of this time together. And until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life.